Today I'm going to talk about chastity and sex and things. So if you're too young to hear about these things and stop watching. Maybe in your journey, like many people, maybe you're struggling with chastity. Well, maybe it isn't a chastity problem. Or you could say maybe it's not a lust problem. Maybe the issue is actually more to do with your affective maturity. What are you talking about, Father Columba? I'm not calling you immature, by the way. Affective would refer to the emotions. So you could replace it with emotional maturity. So what does this mean? I like to think of the life of virtue so that you could look at most of the virtues as the tools or the inner strength to deal with our passions, our emotions. So like I said, chastity. It is to help us lead and direct, to almost be like a good parent to this inner <laughs> little thing called sexual desire or, you know, sexual aversion. And chastity is like a parent that kind of goes, oh, okay, tell me, tell me about that, what you're feeling right now. Oh, huh. oh, I see. Well, I know you find them really attractive, but we're not married to them. <laughs> it is the capacity, the strength to, first of all, the space inside to listen to our emotions if it is a sexual desire, but it could also be anger. Oh, rip their head off. Oh, tell me about that. We've space inside. We don't immediately go to action. We can pause and receive this voice inside of us, the voice of this emotion, and then we can bring it to reason. Kind of go, right, huh, that's really interesting. Now, this is the thing animals can't do. Animals, lots of them, most of them, I think, have emotions, I presume all of them, but they can't reason with their emotions they can only act on them. The only way to maybe control their emotions is to have other emotions overpower them. We do this sometimes too, which is not a good way to operate. But for humans, we have space. We have the space of the intellect and the will. So we can actually be a bit of a parent to our emotional self and go, huh, why are you really angry right now? Tell me about that. Why are you angry? And we can see if it's a reasonable anger or if it's a reasonable sexual desire. Yeah, yeah, they are attractive. Okay. And then you bring in the, the old issue of, right, are we married to them? No. Great. Oh, we're going to calm down. <laughs> And you just keep doing this and keep doing it. But often, for a lot of people who are really, really struggling, like even up to addictive levels and beyond, like, I can't stop. I can't get this under control. Good to pray for, for chastity and to work on that and to study around that and learn about that. But often it's very, very important that we look at our other emotions. We look at our pain. We look at our past. And we start to deal with those things. Can I have space for my pain? What if pain comes up and you don't know where it's from? You can't even figure out the cause of the emotion. You can't even name the emotions. It's just yuck. It's just like, ah, this is everything I don't ever want to experience. I just want to run away. I just want to go where I've always gone. And if this is something you've been doing since you were a young kid, it's, kind of, it's, it's not easy to break this. But the solution is to grow in all of the virtues, to grow in our affective maturity. To go, wow, I'm really experiencing pain. Okay, how do I hear that and listen to that, give space for that, rather than act? Because that's the thing. Like, that's what animals do. They get a, an emotion and they act. Whereas humans, for us to really be human, we have to get an emotion and hear it, listen to it, first of all. Go, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Now what am I going to do? Because if I just act based on the emotion without stopping and deciding what I'm going to do, I'm acting like an animal. And it doesn't end well, right? At least I don't find it ends well. So pausing, remind ourselves it's okay that we're experiencing pain. Pain is not the worst. Pain is not the end of the world. You will get through this. You will survive this pain. Emotions don't have the power to kill us. 
They're uncomfortable. They're painful sometimes. Sometimes they're intoxicating. But they don't have the power of themselves to kill us, to do us lasting harm. The biggest lasting harm will happen if we don't deal with them, if we don't engage with them. If you want something to be afraid of, be afraid of not engaging with your emotions. And I realize, and I've had to grow in, in this myself. All, everyone does. If they want to take the being a Christian seriously, we have to grow in, in virtue. If I don't deal with my emotions, with my pain, with my fears, with my angers, with my hates, with my sadness, with my despair, if I escape from them in some way, for example, sexually or with anger, or with envy, blame, pretty much all of the sins come from this stuff. Self-pity, pride, vanity, gluttony. I eat my emotions. That's a way to deal with it, right? I spend, I overwork, I underwork, I self-hate, I, I target myself, I under-earn, not believing that I'm worthy of a good wage, so I, I, I get into debt. Guys, there's so many addictions and that's all connected to this stuff. A major part of the solution is to start to listen to those pains and thoughts and feelings, mostly feelings, and uh, figure out what's going on. Listen to them and say, it's okay to feel this discomfort. It's okay to feel this pain. Try to understand the name of the emotion, maybe the cause of it, and really just to sit with it. Eventually it will pass. It can be helpful. I've talked before about venting emotions and you know dealing with them in that way. So like writing out the emotion as strongly and powerfully as I can, expressing it that way, and then kind of doing a forgiveness thing. So that, that's one possible avenue. But the basic model always, always comes back to listening to the emotion, hearing what it's saying, feeling what it's saying to us, talking to it, and then directing it. St. Thomas Aquinas says that the emotions are made to be directed by the intellect and the will. So they will actually respond to you. But first you do have to listen to them and you have to kind of let them have their say until they, they start to calm down a bit and lose a bit of their edge. You are, no one else can do this for you guys. There's no magic pill. Try to find a magic pill. You will get in a much worse state. The only solution to this is for you to walk through this. You know, that's not very nice. I know, for example, with fear and anxiety, it's not very nice to have to feel the fear that you've been trying to avoid your whole life. There's no easy way. God's not going to zap you out of this. He's not going to heal you of this. This doesn't need healing. This needs growth. You're not broken. You just need to grow. Some parts of us are stuck as little children and we need to let those places grow. So, um, yeah, let's pray for each other with this because as you grow in the other virtues you will find suddenly oh my gosh my virtue my chastity is doing great my anger issues are doing great we've ended up putting all this pressure maybe on one area of virtue that can't sustain it and because that's the place where we act out so we need to work in the other areas and then you'll find that area really really transformed and growing god bless you i hope that's helpful Bye.